If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. So today, I had a proposition for the Batman offices mm. uh, and for our own mental exercise. Which is always fun. Yes. Uh, so it's a twofold topic today. We're going to talk about, basically, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. If the Joker were off the table, who would rise mm. to replace him as Batman's greatest nemesis? Because obviously, if you ask anybody, the Joker is Batman's greatest nemesis. Yep. Uh, even if you subjectively disagree. Mm. Some people would say Superman. <laughs> right, <laughs> which, exactly. Which those people, I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 uh, you're a, you're a very uh, interesting person. You're a very you? interesting person. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe that Superman is Batman's greatest nemesis. Um, but even if you personally feel like, you know, Killer Croc is Batman's mm. greatest nemesis. Well, the DC offices... And the public at large, they think it's Joker. Yeah. They, so uh, they made that decision a long time ago. And this is an apropos topic, too, because if you read that Joker book by James Tyne and they seek to be implying, hey, we could potentially put the Joker away for a little bit, which they have done in D.C. in the past. And that's the, that's the thing. What, what we're doing here is we're not proposing some radical concept like mm. we're going to literally kill the Joker. <laughs> we're going to contact the estate of the creators of the Joker and we're going to send their money back and we're just going to remove all paraphernalia, with rescind all marketing. No, Man. I'm, I'm just saying what we're doing is we're going to kill off the Joker in this kind of like story concept mm. in this larger than life kind of like meta commentary idea, but knowing full well, he will be back hopefully to allow some room. Cause like yeah. I think, and Joel, I'm sure you agree. And I'd like to hear your opinion that DC has been, way too reliant on the joker over the last 100 percent. ever since death of the family ever since his big return under snyder they have been hopelessly hopelessly addicted to joker and to joker stories and i mean come on i mean just look just look at black label like how many of these are joker stories right <laughs> that's true how many of them have joker on the cover too many <laughs> yeah uh so dc's become too reliant on the joker and I think it's be it because it's because of the marketability of the Joker. It's because mm -hmm. of the public awareness. There's a Joker movie. It has Absolutely. an Oscar. There are, you know, the, you can't escape the Joker's influence and popularity. But maybe we can manufacture some shoulder to shoulder comparative character because Batman has one of the greatest, if not the greatest, rogues gallery in superhero comics history. Yeah, I, I would say the best rogues gallery. Every one of them could be a hero in their own story and in their own mind. They are endlessly uh, remixable. And as we've seen, you know, endearing that, you know, uh, a story you read about a Batman villain this year is completely different from the stories they were telling a decade ago. Right. And each one is iconic enough or colorful enough to be the central figure of mm. a Batman tale of a, of a, of a you know, classic batman tale and in fact some of them are or were yes. before joker became so marketable <laughs> mm -hmm. and really he's been marketable forever but you know i digress 
I mean, the Joker was arguably marketable before he was even a character. I mean, it comes from the playing card, which is just a piece of the pop culture fabric. Everyone has a deck of cards in their house. Everyone knows that iconic Joker card. It's true. Uh, just, just even if you were to, have you ever seen those like color bars where they take a character and they just like they break the character down literally just by color? Yes. If you just put Batman and Joker together as color bars, they're a perfect complement. Sure is. It just it's just a great dynamic. And of course, you know, one's stoic, one's laughing, one's mm. evil, one's good. You know, ah, it's all it, it, it's it's poetry. But there are plenty of other characters that deserve their time to shine. Mm-hmm. And more than that, I believe that given the opportunity, they could be given the breathing room necessary. I remember there was a time when joker stories were super rare and Mm -hmm. when they when they did happen they were kind of lame (laughs) like after a death in the family joker was taken off the table they were like let's let's start pushing other characters and indeed they did and they built up his rogues but when he finally did return after tim drake kind of like almost ascended to being robin went after um a lonely place of dying uh Joker does return, and there's a really great Detective Comics cover of Joker with a Tommy gun. Classic image Joker, fedora, mm. trench coat, Tommy gun. The story, I think it's like a two-parter, pretty lame. Joker's triumphant return is weak. Aww. And what's funny is they were building up to it really well, where Joker was deliberately messing with Two-Face and pushing him to be kind of like his replacement. Not necessarily... Whoa forever but just for the time being because he just he couldn't physically get up out of his hospital bed Mm. so i like the idea that joker's kind of like batman can't take a vacation no he needs somebody to give him a hard time and i can't be that thing so go do it Heck, but, uh, I, I quite enjoy that Snyder idea that when Bruce was uh, indisposed and everything and Dick was doing it, Joker quite literally went underground and slumbered and waited for Bruce to return because you're not my Batman. Yeah, I love that idea that Joker just goes, oh, Batman's not here. Well, then I will go away, which is also very Dark Knight Returns because that's mm. literally what Joker does. He recedes into himself and he he stays in Arkham until Batman returns, in which case he becomes the Joker again. And starts killing people arguably worse than he ever did there's a there's a beautiful yin and yang to that isn't there yeah i think so and it's just because some of the best batman authors couldn't resist covering the joker but i love how even in dark knight returns batman's first nemesis that returns that he fights is two-face yes there's a joker chapter and joker is like this kind of undercurrent throughout but i don't think that Miller even really regards the Joker. Hmm. I don't think that he's like, oh, I can't wait to get to this Joker scene. I think the Joker is like representative of another another barrier for Batman to break through in order to become like the next level. But uh, anyway, so what we're doing here is we're going to say killing off the Joker, making room for new characters, Mm -hmm. but in a kind in a kind of like Spider-Man brand new day kind of way where they're like, Mm -hmm. no, no classic characters. But in this case, no only classic characters no joker right and i think also it has to be no clowns yeah which it's so funny they i think one of the obvious answers is like oh we can't have joker well we'll just you know elevate punchline she's sitting around what's so interesting about punchline and i actually tip my hat to tynan for doing this batman's like no i beat punchline she's on trial right now she's not my problem anymore (laughs) 
only to have characters like Bluebird and Leslie Tompkins and be like, no, she's actually still very much a problem. She's creating an internet cult. She may actually be more devious than the Joker ever was because she's, you know, weaponizing a message where the Joker's like, I have no message. Right, exactly. Yeah, Joker. Well, and that's the thing is that that's a problem that will eventually take care of itself because Punchline is developing Joker into a kind of like movement slash message. And when Joker eventually gets his druthers and moves on i i would imagine joker be like <laughs> no <laughs> oh yeah th- th- they already promised that where it's like that that was a page where he looks at the newspaper and sees like you know she's doing the you know youtube apology cry like oh i was used and but secretly though i'm building a joker movie he's like i i don't like that i did not agree with that no you you don't get to tell my message i have no message that's yeah. the point you don't understand me yeah oh no I'll have to so I'll have to resolve this problem I created for myself. So Joker's dead. Uh, I, I maybe if we have time we can work we can hash out the death of the Joker like in 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 the story. But the idea is that the Joker's it's gotta be dead. Great. It's got to be grand. It's got to be great. Uh, I would arguably make it even less grand and great. I would open. I, I would kill the Joker, a la a kind of like mystery. Mm. Uh, you know, kind of like how the Joker. Yeah, like Joker's dead in an alley. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And Batman's like, what? You know, that kind of thing. I I, I like the idea of Joker just being dead. And and he can't trust anyone in Gotham where it's like, literally everyone I know is a suspect (laughs) for this. He's hurt literally every person I know. Maybe one of them finally snapped and did it. And I'm the greatest detective and I could solve it. But do I want to solve it, though? Right. Right. And you could also do a kind of strange adventures thing where he's like, all right, I'm pulling in Mr. Terrific. I, I, I'm i too close to this. Like, solve this mystery for me. But I could also imagine him being like, no, it's too personal. Plus, if it's one of my kids, I want to handle it myself. Absolutely. So it's one of those things where Superman shows up, you know, and he's like, is it true? Mm-hmm. You know, Batman's like, yeah. Did you do it? No. No. Like, you know, well, Batman, you know, Superman being like, was it you? <laughs> like really do we need to have this talk now? because i'm it's, not gonna give you a hard time about it bruce like you know me it's cool man that would be a hell of a thing too and if at the end of that story you find out the joker's like no i masterminded my own death because i know everyone would blame you batman and it would fuck up your life for the yeah. next couple of years exactly it's yeah, the no, greatest it would, joke i ever played yeah it would end with uh with a kind of like you know confession you know i i would just literally rip off the pursuit arc from spider-man where mm. you know there's there's this lesser character maybe it's punchline maybe even harley quinn she's un she's unwittingly wrapped up in it like joker right. implicates all these things sets up all these uh, all these uh breadcrumbs and then ultimately at the end it's like a confessional where he's like i killed myself in an alley because like, no I- one can kill the joker but the joker yeah. I'm, I'm such an egomaniac i won't even let you have that right gotcha you know at this point you figured it out bruce way to go well played old friend mm-hmm. and then just that's it and, and then, then the you move on up Right. Yeah, exactly. But then, but then you move on and it's like, okay, so Joker's off the table and he killed himself. Obviously, you know, someone's going to throw him in a Lazarus pit or Always. go back in time or it was a clone or something. Like, but as far as the writer with the utmost of integrity was concerned, I killed the Joker. DC mm. let me kill the Joker because DC editorials like we are mandating that you basically reinvigorate the bat franchise Mm -mm. because we can't keep telling the biggest baddest joker story big agree that's why i like the idea of you kill the joker in the first page because then it's not about like i've got this grand plan and it's way bigger than joker Mm. or like no 
you've it's subverted just, every expectation at that point and also like hey are you interested now because if this hook ain't gonna get you no hook's gonna get you also you get detective batman mm. who's trying to solve this crime and he's but he but he's also like he's off kilter because that's what they do nowadays where it's like i'd like to see a batman story you got it hey it's one of those batman stories that has all the elements i like but i gotta ryan johnson you mm. and i gotta turn it on its ear and it's like dude can you just straight up just tell a can you just do a clayface story for me please just just one story <laughs> where there's a, a bad guy and he's gotta like figure it out and then fight him like yeah that'll be a digital comic Right, and it's like no, that yeah, that'll be like an out of continuity like bonus. When Batman turns ninety, you can have that issue, um, but you have that kind of story where he is the detective because I really do like the idea of like we're going to elevate it. So we had a lot of suggestions, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, if you want to support the show, you can do so by using super chats and ask a question or comment, or you can follow us on Patreon.com/slash/ComicPop and you can help us out there. If you do so, you do get a bonus show where Joel and I talk mm -hmm. for another like 10, 15 minutes. Um, it could be about anything about anything. It could be more of this, or it could be about like what brand of toilet paper we enjoy. You <laughs> never know. It's a mystery. It's the mystery flavor of airheads. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I wanted to mention that because I will get to the super chats, but I'm going to try and relegate them to the end because I don't want to be uh, incepted. Right. I, I just kind of like want to have these ideas and then and present them. Uh, so the idea here is, yeah, like we're just going to give you these the, these characters and the, the the kind of mandate from editorial is we need another contender. Like we need right. another Joker. Who's um, the contender? <laughs> uh, and, and not like do Joker again, not a clown. Just we need someone that we can bank on. Like mm -hmm. we need another villain that we can like lean on. It, you know, if, if people have just had enough of Joker when we've eventually run Joker into the ground right. or to prevent us from running Joker into the ground. Mm, I like that. Um, and I've seen a lot of suggestions. I mentioned this on Twitter and some people suggested a lot of characters. And I had a I had a way of kind of like showcasing them without, you know, making one a central bad guy and then eventually having one kind of like rise. But But before I get into that, I wanted to ask you, who is Batman's greatest nemesis besides the Joker? Hmm, man, this is this is a rough one because again, it depends on the era. It depends who's writing it. There was an era there where I would have said, "Oh, well, obviously it's Ra's al Ghul. He's right. a terrorist mastermind who is immortal, and you know his daughter loves Batman, and you know he has these endless resources, and they have this fun relationship." Detective, right? He's he, he's his equal both you know in terms of physicality and mentally and everything, and he also shows Batman a another way where it's like you know you're punching muggers in an alley get get on my level bruce <laughs> it's true yeah because literally like one day batman will be in the sewers you know look digging through shit mm -hmm. and another day bruce will be in saudi arabia having a sword fight you never know and uh rachel ghoul allows for those kinds of stories i remember that when they introduced rachel ghoul in the animated series which was my first introduction to rachel mm -hmm. ghoul i mean my first introduction to rachel ghoul was actually the like the comic but it was in a kind of like book collection mm. from the library that that was probably maybe like 10 pages yeah, long yeah. in terms of like that story so i had no idea who that character was so when you see the cartoon i'm like oh that's who that guy was yeah, yeah. Uh, he's pretty formidable and scary but batman kind of being this james bond yeah, you know, yeah. lawrence of arabia kind of character very different 
totally uh, different and kind of jarring especially if you're a kid watching that show absolutely uh Raish, not of gotham one of the right. very rare instances he is not born of gotham he's crazy but not crazy in the way that the other villains are crazy where they have like a real problem he's like fanatical crazy exactly a different kind of crazy but just the kind of crazy that bat only batman can can fight mm. but he has to change his tactics he's got to come up with like another way because other it's like i know how to fight the Arkham Bunch. Mm -hmm. But I got to come up with another way to fight this guy who is driven and has resources. Like, I got to fight, like, basically an evil eco-terrorist version of myself. Yeah. A guy who can always come back. Doesn't matter what happens. He'll always just be reborn again and again. Exactly. So, like, yeah, absolutely. I think in the 70s, people would have been like, yeah, it's Rachel Ghoul. Uh In the 90s, people would have been like, it's Bane. Obviously, yeah. it's Bane. I Bane, mean, how, how can you get bigger than the guy who broke his back? He broke his back. He also took all of Batman's villains and like threw them at Batman as if to say none of you can beat them all over again, but you can never beat me. Mm -hmm. Also, you're new and uh, he had a great mask. He sure did. But uh, and Bane is also, you know, they, they implied a lot more than he actually was. Eventually, yeah. they like retconned in that he was like. Because he was, they, they called him a brilliant strategist. I see nothing to support that. No, he um, never did it again. It's like literally he peaked way too early. It's, it's the doomsday problem. You peaked too yeah. early and then it was all downhill from there. You only got saved when Gail Simone turned into a sad schlub Rocky villain who had to rebuild themselves. And even then that got ruined again by Tom King by making the most complicated, most secure it is, most, you know, hair pulling out stupid plan yeah. to where it's like, no, I don't want to see Bane again for a couple more years either. It's true. Or if you read Batman in Europa and you're like what no <laughs> I, I I like Europa more just at the end where it's like yeah I wanted to fight you in the gladiator <laughs> come on man it was all building up to this dude that's fair that's yeah, that's actually better I think than I am Bane um but yeah it, it, Doomsday it's funny I'm sure in the 90s people would have been like yeah Doomsday is obviously Superman's greatest nemesis he killed him and it's like there's more there's more going on there. There's more to it than that. Where's, where's the drama? Where's the connection? You know, right. And what makes and what makes the greatest villain? What it like? What, it's not who's the most powerful. It's who challenges the character the best. Mm -hmm. And you on know? multiple levels, too. Exactly. Exactly. It's why some people might argue that Talia al Ghul is one of Batman's greatest nemeses because she is, she's the daughter of one of his greatest nemeses, but she also is just as ruthless and mm. they do have that personal connection and they have family together and, 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 and in, um, in the Morrison era, I would say, yeah, you could probably make that argument that Talia was the biggest bad during that era of time. She had Leviathan. She had all these crazy plans going on there. She had uh, the big Damien clone that uh, wasn't yes. really that. Right. The I think they call yeah, yeah. There, Grant Morrison made sure that Batman's greatest nemeses were those characters, like, uh, like, like, like um, his father, like Thomas yeah. Hurt, uh, yeah, Doctor Hurt, <laughs> Doctor Hurt, uh, who is a character, um, and kind of like dusting off these characters. But yeah, I think that what qualifies for a great nemesis, like it's like saying, what who's Spider-Man's greatest nemesis? Is it Doc Ock or is it Green Goblin? Depends on the era. Depends who's alive at the time. In the 90s, it was Venom. Yeah. Like just straight up. Like, you know, who is it? Doc Ogger, Doc Ogger Ring Album. Uh, one's dead, one's fat. I'm talking about Venom. Guy with it's the cool like, suit. Oh, it, yeah. Um, and so it really is about what period they're in. So for my money, 
you know, I think that some would argue maybe Two-Face because they have that personal connection. Absolutely. More personal connection than most. He is a friend of Bruce Wayne's that he lost. He represents this great failure on the part of both Batman and Bruce Wayne. He also embodies the idea of duality. Yep. I am black and white. But moreover than that, why I love Two-Face, and it's something that not enough writers have really zeroed in in the last little bit, mm -hmm. he represents the randomness of crime, the same randomness that took the Waynes, yeah. you know, when Bruce was such a young age, where it's like, yeah, I might kill people in an alley. I might rob a bank. I don't know what I'll do because <laughs> crime is random. That's fair. Did you ever read the all-star Batman story yes, that Snyder wrote? How'd you feel about that one? Cause it feels like it's one of the last genuine attempts at legitimizing yeah. Two-Face as a villain. Yeah. The idea being where it's like, okay, how about instead of being obsessed with duality and two, he's obsessed with bringing out the darker side of people. You know, we all have secrets. We all have our own two faces and yeah. I'm going to try and bring that to the surface. I'm like, okay, that's an idea. It's a new idea. I'll give you that. It lasted about one story, and then we never went back to it. Yeah, I, no. I that that story really fell flat for me. I, I don't know why. It just there. It 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 didn't feel. I didn't feel that personal connection that you absolutely need. Yeah, they even tried to make another connection where it's like, no, you see, Bruce and Harvey actually knew each other as boys and everything. And I'm <laughs> that like, was like the most manufactured thing. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you didn't need that. You didn't need that. There is, I feel. I have friends from like childhood, mm. like very little childhood, like best friends from very little childhood. And I love them and care about them. But like, there is something very different between, you know, if they had become a supervillain mm. and if like a friend that I had made when I was like, when I could choose my friends and mm. become like a, like what that is, Harvey Dent is the kind of friend that Bruce Wayne made as a man. Yes. Like, in in many ways, I think Harvey Dent represents like the another element of the life that Bruce Wayne could have had. Like Bruce Wayne as an adult is all a facade, but Bruce yeah. Wayne, despite that, made friends with Harvey. True, the last friend he made, arguably. Exactly. Yeah, the rest of it are people who work for him or he adopts. Yeah, true, yeah. Or, or his colleagues on the Justice League who he has a bunch of files to take them all down should they ever piss him off. Yeah, he keeps them at arm's length. The only one that he really believes in is the one that literally everyone believes in. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so tragic. I let you in, Harvey, and you hurt me. The only person I ever actually let in during my back crusade. Oh, that's a... That's so there you go. Okay, so there there is there is an argument to be made for Two Face, but the thing is, for me, I've never read a Two Face I story I like. It's it's so rough. Again, writers have tried. Got give Tomasi a gold star because he tried with Two Face multiple times yes. across his Batman runs. Where it's like, okay, uh, what if we talk about you know the the woman that he loved, you know, who was also a criminal? Like, okay, what if he you know is pushed to maybe try and kill himself, and then we take him off the table for a couple of years? Okay, what if he starts a cult that is similarly dedicated to this idea of duality oh nope we're hijacking this with a court <laughs> of owls and joker thing oh you almost had a fun two-face story there and then to even end that with two-face kind of arguably being a hero at the end of that and i know yeah. they teased the idea multiple times before of like what if harvey dent became batman what if what, what would that have been like wouldn't that have been interesting <laughs> yeah it would have been an interesting costume very um yeah i i always want there to be a great Riddler story. Mm. 
and there never is. <laughs> it's hard to do because you got you got you got to be a mystery writer and you yeah. got to know riddles. And again, that's sometimes that doesn't make for good comic books. That's the problem. I've always said this. It's it's just Riddler is a brilliant evil mastermind, and comic book writers are not, by and large, super geniuses. Heck, even Batman the Animated Series, the most like iconic versions of some of these characters, there's like one good Riddler episode, and then see, the rest are all right. <laughs> see, for me, every Riddler episode of the show was the best. I loved every Riddler episode. Why? If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? That's obviously his introduction, but I loved that episode. Uh, Riddler's Reform mm. is one of my favorites. Uh, there's like a great Batman Adventures comic book that feels so much like a Riddler episode because of course it's in the style and it's in the same vein and, and universe. Um, but yeah, there's no good, like Riddler figured out something and he's treat like I run Riddler run is one that everybody points to. It is unquestionably awful. There's everything about run Riddler run is terrible. The art sucks <laughs> and the writing is just horrible the characterization of riddler is just the worst and he's like relegated to a jo jeff Loeb clearly has no regard for the character mm. because of how he's treated in both uh dark victory and long halloween mm. and of course in hush where he's a joke and then oh hey you know that joke i don't regard it well it turns out he's in charge and it it's was like actually me but that's like it was so weak it was so like oh yeah no i figured it out and i i, I did a nightfall at you and it's like no so phoned in um and the, comics can't, okay. and the comics can't make up their mind, too, about Riddler. Again, to bring it back to Riddler's reform, remember Year of the Villain? There was a great Mark Russell book that was hilarious and insightful and in him being like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Right. To have him be like, you know, I'm walking away from this only for James Tynion to be like, nope, come back. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's the problem is that, you know, once you make them capable of reform, you kind of take away something about them being a villain because now you know they can be redeemed or at least that they want it somewhere in their heart and it kind of makes riddler a little sadder you, you almost don't want him to ever be a villain yeah but then you have things like war jokes and riddles which was just woof what the and fuck you got, was even that right what even was that you got zero year which like it's growing on me yeah but, but is riddler clever in that story or is he just an asshole Little from column A, <laughs> but a lot from column B. Right, like, does he actually come up with anything though? I, 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 I'm Lions. hard to figure out if there's like a riddle in that story outside of him posing questions. But it, it's not about like him orchestrating something elaborate and and intelligent. It's just kind of like a thing that happens. Mm, my, it was my idea to feed you to lions, though. That was my idea. That's clever. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, call me when the Romans send you, uh, you know, a cease and desist. There is, I, I did, I, oh, and of course, uh, the only Riddler, the only Riddler story I enjoyed was the Earth One Riddler, and he's not really so much like a Riddler as much as he's like, John Doe from Seven. Yeah, he's he's the freaking Zodiac killer, which Zodiac killer. which looks to be the version they're running with for that new Batman movie. Which I'm like, all right, that's like an idea every fan film had ten years ago, but why not? And do it. You know what? You might as well just you know what? Get it out of your system, and do it. Put Paul Dano in the role. Like, go I, ahead. I love Paul Dano. I've actually been casting him as the Riddler forever. I'm super hyped for Paul Dano as the right? Riddler. Right? No, I mean like it's brilliant. I I love it. I hope I I I hope that somebody strong arms patents it into being like no this is not a one-off this is the universe this is the batman from now on we cast too many colin farrell as penguin i can't matthew mcconaughey is two-faced like are you for real yeah 
I'm in. I want I want that universe. Make more of these. Hey, uh, hey man, good head I do this, bad head I do that. I want to see that so bad. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't as much as I think that Riddler should be a top contender for one of Batman's rogues, I don't think there's enough there in terms of the character and in terms of the stock of writers that we have today to elevate Riddler into a status of bumping shoulders with the Joker. And I think it's, War yeah. Jokes and Riddles is the thing that showed us, oh, you can't. It's it's rough, you know, because it's like everyone loves the idea of a villain who challenges Batman on a mental level instead of a physical level. Yep. And yet again, so many writers, as we say, can't quite reach that level of being like, okay, let us actually have a Holmes and Moriarty battle of wits. Yeah, I want that. I want that. That like Sherlock Holmes feeling like i would love to see like a kind of scaled down game of shadows type mm. story with batman and riddler i think that'd be freaking awesome you know what you do you rip off the master planner arc and you rip off the moriarty episode of the sherlock show and riddler yeah. being like look my own crimes suck but i'm really smart though so i can plan crimes for you if you pay me right and then of course because i'm the riddler and because i'm sick in that I, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't help, help but myself. put riddles in them and then batman ties it together it's like look all these unrelated crimes it all comes back to you nigma you're you know the big guy behind all of this yeah that would be really that's a great direction for that character at least it would be a really terrific arc it'd be the one you can be like hey i have a riddler story that like is in a collection and it's dope yeah um i think uh yeah i i i'm not even gonna waste too much time on penguin because like you know see, see i i think there's something to penguin in the idea where it's like i'm not crazy I only want money. I also represent the dark side of Gotham High Society. I am the boss tweet of this place. Yeah. Had your parents not died, Bruce, you could very easily have, you know, you could have been one of my friends, basically. You could have been hanging out in the Iceberg Lounge with me. Right. Again, I, I'm a weird little mutant. The, the only <laughs> problem there is, like, he, he doesn't aim high enough. He's like, no, I just want to be king of this city. I want the money, the women, the power, the Tony Montana lifestyle. Right. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like, maybe you need to steal from Batman Returns and be like, Cobblepot for mayor. I think they did that. They did um, in that uh, Catwoman election night special where he was very much a Trump stand-in where it's like, you see, if you do that now, you missed the bow. You should have done that four years ago. Exactly, exactly. To where like Penguin can't fail. He keeps getting away with more and more monstrous action. Like, how does he keep getting away with it? Right? Uh, I think Scarecrow has the potential... I've always believed in Scarecrow. They're pushing him now, not only in the main Batman book where they've yep. given him a big redesign, but also in that Batman Urban Legends book where he is seemingly also involved in that Red Hood story as well. Yeah, yeah. And, but that Urban Legends story, uh, having read it and thinking about like, seeing it like it just reminds me of that episode of the Batman animated series when he's like, oh, fear of success. Yeah. Fear of success. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, like, and that's like a that's like a one off. It's it's not grand enough. It's not like the kind of thing that, you know, how do you get up to Joker level? Is Scarecrow enough? I loved during Nightfall when Joker and Scarecrow team up. Yeah. And they just harass elected officials and then eventually uh Joker is just too much for Scarecrow and Scarecrow tries to scare the shit out of Joker and Joker's like nice try. <laughs> yeah. Which, just, by the way, great idea. And then Joker yeah. just punches him. 
Yeah. Like, he just gets hit in the head and that's the end of Scarecrow. Like, that's that's the problem with Crane. He's just a guy when you remove all the, you I mean, know, so is Joker, really. I mean, he's, he shouldn't be, you know, like immortal or everlasting or like, you know, maybe at the very least it's like he's wiry. <laughs> That's that's always been my fear that ooh he fights dirty he's wiry you never know what he's gonna do he's unpredictable that's right the thing. but Scarecrow should be that it's just like he he's he's a you know he's a lightweight college professor <laughs> he's a shitty college professor the the thing too is like you know we have nothing to fear but fear itself that's that's his whole gimmick there once you master yourself and once you overcome that Scarecrow shouldn't be a problem which again I appreciate what Tiny is trying to do we'll see how it goes yes. in the main thing where it's like no 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 Scarecrow completely reinvented how he does fear. It's not just about making you scared of visions and hallucinations. It's about sowing seeds of fear and paranoia and letting it bubble over to where eventually you're scared of your own shadow and the people of the city are shooting at each other. Right, right. Uh, I, I like that idea and the meta commentary involved because it's like, what has the media been doing to us for the last 30 years, but scare the shit out of us to the fear. point where everyone is like on edge and suspicious of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I just, just out of nowhere, I was like, you know, Mr. Freeze can be, and should be a tragic figure. Yes. Who is sympathetic and Batman's reluctant to like kick his ass because, you know, poor bastard. <laughs> yeah. Life really dealt him a shit hand. <laughs> But I like the idea of like Mr. Freeze refusing to back down, mm. you know, like Mr. Because every time Batman beats Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze goes away for like a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but I like this idea of being like, we're going to push Mr. Freeze. And, you know, of course, a lazier editorial team be like, OK, so he's going to be a mobster or he's going to mm. try and take over the underworld. And it's like, no, just just Mr. Freeze just won't stop. Just on his own, because he's dangerous enough. He's got a nice gun and a suit that makes him strong. Exactly. And I think there's something there. Like, I think Agreed. if you if you just just whip up 15 Mr. Freeze stories, you know, like, give me like 15 Mr. Freeze pitches and I'm going to cherry pick four of them, you know, and we're just going to do those every like other or every two arcs. Mr. Freeze is going to try again mm. and and or. If we can link them, not that he tries, but succeeds. Mm-hmm. He keeps getting more powerful or more successful. Uh, again, he could be a really interesting Dr. Ock type figure where it's like, no, I'm a fucking genius. Right, exactly. Like, I, I am a goddamn mad genius. You fight a bunch of crazy people. Look, I, I cared so much about saving my wife and everything. That was my thing. She's dead now in Urban Legends. Oops, mm-hmm. we made her a villain, then killed her. That lasted one story. That what sure a mistake. Was Tell me about it. So where he like comes out of the ice and it's like, hey, Victor, your wife is dead. What? What? Ah! <laughs> and it just completely changes everything. about again, steal from the animated series. Look, she was the only thing I love. Now I hate everything. And I'm going to steal all the beauty and joy and warmth from the world, Batman. And you could have stopped it, but you didn't. And that's that's where we get closer to Joker. Not in terms of like, I want another Joker that just literally replaces him and is the same thing. But in terms of scale and personal stakes where it's like hatefulness. Yeah. Like it's a person who is, who's, who is seemingly easy to defeat. You just raise the temperature, (laughs) but is unexpectedly and incalculably like strong willed. Yeah. And also equally tragic. Like the Joker, Batman doesn't feel sympathy for, he's just frustrated by, but with Mr. Freeze, it's like, this could be me, you know, like, 
I, I could I, I could see me being so lonely and so miserable that if I just I had nothing left to fight for if I let myself become cold and callous as you. Yeah, like Batman could be this if I just turned evil or if I just and in like, some universes he is. And that's the thing. And you know, maybe you might want to go with uh maybe you might want to go with the dark multiverse, or maybe you just you just ignore it a hundred percent entirely just yeah. and let these characters have have freaking agency over themselves again. <laughs> Um, but I think Mr. Freeze has has some potential to be like big agree to be to be elevated, especially because no one sees it coming. You know, it's like you do a Mr. Freeze story and it's like, oh, that's cool. And it's like and it never and he just doesn't go away. Similarly, I think with Two-Face, you could do the same thing where it's like Two-Face has different, you know, different approaches um, that seemingly have nothing to do with each other. And then, you know, you realize like, oh, Two-Face has been putting shit together like he's been working this out. Um you could also have a thing, too, where it's like maybe give Harvey a reason to hate Batman now for some reason. It's like, look, you know, before we were divided and we're still divided, but we both agree we hate Batman now. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, people have been pitching Hugo Strange a lot. Yeah, they've tried. Even Tom King tried with Night of the Monster Man. Again, make him a Doc Ock type. Make him like, you know, I'm a mad scientist who's obsessed with your identity, which a lot of the other villains aren't, where it's like, yeah, you're Batman. In fact, many times, I don't want to know who you are under the mask because that ruins the fun. Exactly. I, I can't get it up if I know who you are. <laughs> That's very Riddler. Uh, I, I've read a couple of Hugo Strange stories, Night of the Monster Man. I think he did, uh, was it Prey? I'm trying to remember which one it was. But it was one of the Legends yeah, of the Dark Knight yeah. stories. nothing's there's nothing there you're like he's 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 a fun plot device i liked i really liked him in the arkham asylum video game same same yeah he served a good purpose he's he's a seat filler of a villain is what he is we need we need a guy here you know who's someone we haven't used for a bit uh that dr uh, hugo strange guy let's use him right like i like the idea of waller using him Mm. i like him i like him being a figure in the dc universe hell if you want to elevate him Make him a Dr. Oz, like make him a, 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 you know, a character who like, despite my obvious villainy and like questionable past, uh, the fact that I am a doctor and the fact that I am charismatic uh, has afforded me opportunities to rehabilitate my image. And now I'm like a trusted figure in my field. Oh, you know what he is? He becomes a self-help guru is what he becomes. He starts selling goop and, you know, the Dr. (laughs) Hugo Strange method, you know, uh, unmask yourself, take control of the life you're given. He's got like a YouTube channel and everything. (laughs) And of course, he's funneling that money into like other evil enterprises and everything. But man... Yeah, you could do a lot with that. He becomes like a doctor to the stars and everything and just completely rehabs his image and everything. Man, shit, I think we're on to something here, Sal. Yeah, yeah, I think, well, that and that's just rehabilitating Hugo Strange. It doesn't even necessarily, that could, and that actually touches upon a thing I was thinking about when I even, when, when we were concocting this idea, which was, how about Batman's greatest nemesis is crime? Yes. And you kind of like showcase crime in its kind of like gritty frustrating reality mm-hmm. and have batman's like conflict come from his inability to punch it yes it's like declaring war on drugs or crime or illiteracy you're never going to win that fight unless yeah. you really dig down and attack the root causes which batman never ultimately seems that interested in that's more of a green arrow thing exactly <laughs> That's more Ollie's speed. I'm going to punch you. Uh, But like, I was thinking about how uh, 
there was this period when I was reading Batman comics where like you throw a rock and you'll hit a mobster with a name. Yeah, we don't have mobsters anymore. But there's there's still a mob. Like yeah, yeah, there's there still was... regular traditional organized crime in Gotham. Exactly. And uh, and you know I, there was a time in like the late '80s when Batman kind of had a real problem with like political governmental bureaucracy because mm, it was the 80s like where batman kind of had a real problem with like the iran contra problem wow and, which looking back on that now and i really like that and i was like that's kind of neat like especially if you read it now uh but i like the idea of batman being like my government's fucked up they're, they're kind of doing that with nakano now in a way because he's anti-mask and anti-vigilante yeah, it's, it's all localized to gotham uh, oh you want to like, go even bigger than that? i mean bigger like i mean but i mean like Batman being like, there's systemic issues with it. Like, if I throw a criminal in jail, mm. sure. It's the but revolving door Arkham problem. They're just right. going to be out in a couple of weeks. But it's still like, but it's still localized. And, and if, 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 the, if the biggest offenders pay a fee or just circumvent the law altogether, mm. it kind of belittles what I'm doing. 100%. Because these people, like, they're committing petty crime. And really, at the end of the day, the only reason why they get processed is because they don't have the positions of power that these other people have. If the only, uh, what is it, uh, cost you have to pay for committing a crime is paying money, then that means it's only a crime for the poor to commit it, not the rich. Exactly. And so you have Batman kind of go like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle this and, and have him you know, use Bruce Wayne and be like, Bruce Wayne's going to run for politics now. Like Bruce Wayne's going to be a state Senator and see what's going on. And I like, like that. I think we pitched that a while ago and yeah, you may I have agree. done that. <laughs> yeah. And I think we said, Oh, Penguin should be his opponent or Penguin should be like back, uh, backing his uh, political opponent. Cause obviously Penguin loves the graft and yeah. loves political corruption. It works for him. Hey, you know what you do? Let me introduce you everyone to the new Senator Rupert Thorne Jr. Oh, I love the idea also, because here's the thing. Batman can never just take down the president or anything. Like you can't do that. You could I mean, just but it would, the cartoony does when it's Luther, but it's, it's gone. It has to be Luther. You see, the thing is, you can you can kind of like play with contemporary or modern problems, but you can't have these superheroes really solve them because, like, why doesn't Superman just take all the world's garbage and throw it in the sun? Like, why exactly. doesn't why doesn't Captain Planet just do that? Hey, Planeteers, uh, go Planet! Oh, I'm here. What's up? Who's who's who is it? Who are we punching? Loot and plunder? Uh, Duke Nukem? Nah, man. We're here in uh, we're here in Thailand. I need you to pick up all the garbage. Oh, all the plastic that uh, North America is sending to the Asian world now that is being burnt uh, illegally. <laughs> okay, yeah, and I need you to throw it into the sun. What? Yeah, I need you to just take all this plastic <laughs> and throw it into the sun. It can't be recycled. It's just in, it's just sitting here. And then we're gonna hit all these different sites where there's gar. Uh, that's not exactly what I do. Well, then what would you say you do? Dude, uh, Captain Planet. Uh, there's a cat in a tree somewhere. I gotta go save. It's not exactly pollution related, Cap. Yeah, but uh, so you know, you can't you can't pull that thread, but you can start to. Yeah, and I love the idea where Batman's like, I am going to do this. Like, maybe I will run for president and fix the problem from within because I've got like crazy gadgets and and mm. uh, surveillance, and I know I like you know I can fix this. And uh, like Waller being like, no. Yeah, and now, like now you're in my arena, Bruce. And guess what? They keep me here for a reason to make sure people like you never get into power. Right? Like, no, you I was I was content to let you do whatever you were doing over there. 
but then you have the penguin thing where like he's runs or Rupert Thorne Jr. or something like that, because then Batman's like, okay, like I'll win in a landslide. I'm sexy. I'm cool. I'm popular. I, I'm popular. But then you have like this other person who's like, and I lie a lot. And it's just, and so Batman then is like, oh shit, I have to solve this problem here. And it's much more localized and mm. it distracts him from being able to actually solve the larger problem. So you address it and you expose it. And you help hopefully educate your population to go, these are the problems and you should get involved. But also you don't make them Batman's responsibility because he's mm. got to deal with the local issue that right. like drags him back. Um, Sounds you know very what? Marvel. It's a very Marvel pitch. I can see. Yeah, I guess that. so. Uh, but you know what? What the hell? It works. Sure uh, does. I'd read it. Right. <laughs> but barring that, you know, you got the Batman, like Batman versus crime or Batman versus corruption is mm. kind of like my big thing. But uh, as far as like elevating characters, we had Mr. Freeze, Two-Face. I think we fixed a couple of uh, we, Thorn or uh, yeah. Hugo Strange. Um, I think there's room for Mad Hatter to be a triple A character. Yeah, I, I say go full Manchurian candidate with it where it's like, look, I manipulate people's minds sometimes <laughs> for years and they don't even know. I've just been sitting on it and I will make Gotham into my wonderland one way or right. another. <laughs> I really, I, I love his design and I think Same. he should be like, as much as I love the, I, I, I want to see that. And I like, but I think in addition, we need to keep him creepy. Absolutely. Like keep I, hashtag make keep him keep Mad Hatter creepy. Keep him uh, creepy. But because like you need that element of him being like just this twisted, warped, like like Uber fan. Yes. And yeah, I, you could I, really I, challenge a lot of ideas with fandom with uh, Hatter. You're right. I'm the worst. Uh, what is it, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland fan ever? I'm gonna gatekeep the shit out of this fandom. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think that Morrison has kind of rendered man bat from being able to really like grow and blossom any further, but he's he a does good guy own... now in justice league dark. And he's not in, in the man bat series. Really? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Jeez. Clearly... DC continuity much. Oh, they just went, ah, we got a bat. We got a man bat pitch and it looks cool. Let's just do that. You, you know, I think, think I think would yeah. work with Hatter. Uh, again, I don't know if you read that red hood backup in mm -hmm. future state where like someone else took his technology and started using it. I think the biggest problem with Tetch is Tetch is his own worst enemy that he can't overcome because of his obsessions and because of just like his weird twisted childish nature. Yeah. You need like an Alice or someone next to him who's actually like smarter and more devious and pushing him in the proper directions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't remember if it was on a back issues or an Elseworlds or whatever, but like we talked about ventriloquist a lot. I think there's some mm. potential that character. Definitely. Hell, you could put him into the crime story, but like I think ventriloquist needs to be elevated because he's creepy. He's Very. neat. Sure is. But he's also like, uh, yeah, that's right. We did a back issues where I was like, he really only works for the reveal. Yeah. When you find out, oh, it's an asshole with a puppet. Yeah, come on. Like, oh my God. Like, that's kind of a, that's a great reveal. That would be amazing in the Batman movie. Agreed. If there's just, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a power broker, there's a power player, uh, you know, some kind of like, you know, big mobster that's like messing up everyone's. And then, you know, Batman finally gets to it and he's like, it's just some fat asshole with a stupid puppet. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding. You know what? You rip off that thing from the second Boondock Saints movies where it's like, yeah, he's a crime oracle, completely untouchable. All the Godfathers kiss his ring because he's just that good. Yeah, Batman, who are you? Show yourself to me. Hey, look over here. Da, 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 da. Oh, <laughs> hey, buddy. <fuck> off. <laughs> okay. 
you gotta be shitting me literally that could be the look on his face and they're like nope nope he's he's, he's really that good we swear now i i genuinely hope that earth one batman volume three is just that <laughs> yeah it's all building up to three. and that's the problem because once you do the reveal you can't do it again and then you have to deal with the man with the puppet don't talk to the puppet don't look at me talk to the puppet yeah no you have to keep doing the puppet so I think that'd be a fun reveal. I think that'd be. I think they've done it a couple times, but they have. You know what? There's room for that. Uh, I like. I like Wesker. I, I actually Man. liked his use in I Am Suicide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I. I think you're right. Like, there's just there's just like one story with him, and then that's there's, it. There's definitely tragedy to Wesker, but then it's like just take the puppet away from him, and then he's fine. He's like, oh, thank you. The puppet's gone. Now. No, dude, the puppet lives inside your head. <laughs> is the problem you're only just using it unless maybe wesker like makes peace with that fact he's like no i'm tapping into the scarface side of myself oh, yeah. i don't need the puppet anymore oh yeah the no, that'd be, holding me back that'd be kind of fun i kind of like that i'm actually way more dangerous than anyone ever gave me credit for or no i use the puppet because no one ever takes the puppet guy seriously until they really should <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I'm, I'm okay with that that he's actually been faking the puppet stuff all this oh time no 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 the puppet's a fake man scarface i've always been that yeah i am scarface yeah <laughs> But no one would ever take me seriously because I'm a d dumpy little fat guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I kind of like that. Uh, I, I think that there is there's other there's one other character that could really be a terrific, like kind of like elevated supervillain for Batman. And it would it would undo a lot of things. But there's room. Uh, and that's Catwoman. Mm, yeah, they've toyed with the idea. They have. Uh, now I'm like mixing my 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 cat women because when remember when they made Black Cat into the Kingpin? Right around the same time Selena Kyle was also the Kingpin because turns out her father that she never knew about was also a very prominent Gotham mobster and she ran Vice for a little bit and Killer yeah. Croc was her enforcer and everything and that lasted like what a couple months? Yeah, I guess there's just that yeah no <laughs> you can't go any further than that <laughs> again it was an interesting premise but like you could just tell dc's like oh we're giving up on this while it's being written right that's that's kind of a shame so uh do you have any more pitches before we uh before we move on to super chats because i think uh, we're pretty much at the at, at, at the time yeah i got i got two tiny ones here All right, let's hear it I know I pitched this one time and time again, but I think it bears repeating. Bronze Tiger, I think, would be a rather mm. interesting foil for Batman. An assassin, sometimes a hero, sometimes a villain, shown to be able to physically fight Batman to a standstill. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I was thinking the same thing for Catman. Uh, me too. Catman was going to be my next one because we've done so many evil Batman. Right. We've done Wraith. We've done Ghostmaker, who is also an evil Batman. And that's just like, oh, we can't keep going back to this. Well, but Catman is weird enough and different enough. And I love <laughs> the idea that he shows up now in Gotham and being like, yeah, I got better gadgets and more funding than you because I still am a rich guy and right. you're less than a rich guy now. So I can actually Catman circles around you. <laughs> and he's a queer man, too, which is kind of interesting, too, yeah. to like take the whole playboy angle in another mm -hmm. direction. Yeah. And and like either you make him, you know, a ghost maker where he's like, I'm going to friggin clean up be Gotham better than you ever did. Or you make him like a literal anti-Batman where mm -hmm. he's like, 
I am the Batman for the criminal underworld. Yeah, they come to me. I protect those who cannot protect themselves. But hey, that makes perfect sense with his secret six thing. It's like, you know, Batman, those you brand as villains are really just people who don't have a choice. Right. <laughs> Bat Catman could actually be the villain in the, like Batman eventually decides to become like political story. Definitely, yeah. Where he's like, Catman isn't necessarily a triple A hitter anymore, but like, mm. you know, he's like, it took it took Catman for me to realize where the real end game is for that for me that I need to do. Yeah, you could do some stuff with like uh like the Lucky Cat iconography. Like criminals <laughs> make offerings to the Lucky Cat statues, and Catman will come and uh, help settle your problem for exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. There's, there's, there's something there. He's got a great new costume now too from that last Secret Six run. That's not too Batman esque, which I like that. Good. Okay. I haven't yeah. seen it. So it's, I'll have to check it out. It's pretty solid. It's kind of like Baroque and Venetian and everything. Like, mm. I am the cat that stalks the streets of Gotham. I see. Because I kind of liked there being just kind of like a yellow Batman flying around. <laughs> also, that's fun too. Yeah. Or you could completely go into that and be like, yes, I was also a spoiled rich kid. I have a costume that looks like yours. I'm also actually in canon ripping off Catwoman too, which like never gets brought up as much. No, that's true. Uh, is there something there? Definitely. We didn't mention Poison Ivy because I don't think Poison Ivy is uh, enough of a villain for her to be like Toso with Joker. Especially now. And I think they changed their ideas midstream because they're like, oh, Queen Ivy, we're going to do that. Actually, no, we're going to canonize her relationship with Harley Quinn, actually. Yeah. And, you know, because the show is really popular and we'd rather go in that direction. In fact, there's a new plant themed villain the gardener who i'm like is this just the queen ivy story with a new coat of paint <laughs> on did they tell tanya no 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 nix nix the poison ivy stuff create a new villain if you have to we know there's more money in poison ivy as being an interesting anti-hero please don't tell me that that is a character that tiny created uh the gardener yeah she's got a pink power suit and a plant themed thing herself yeah that's a new okay thing. cool So yeah, uh, let's jump into some super chats because uh, yeah, like, I can't anymore. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> Good heavens. Uh, here we go. So uh, thank you all so much for your support. Uh, Scarlet Hottie says, society is a great mm. uh, villain for Batman. I suppose, yeah. We, we do society. live in one. <laughs> <laughs> and we try. Uh, Pricey Eddie 40, listen, all I'm saying is we give Hugo Strange a few pitches. We did. Uh, we thankfully. sure did. I'm glad we did. Um, yeah, I think we figured it out. Somebody also suggested that he should be a podcaster. Oh, yeah, I dig that, too. The Joe Rogan the of Joe Rogan of supervillains. <laughs> Batman's it. like, God damn, I don't get it, but why is your show the most listened to thing in Gotham? Ah, yeah. He must be speaking to someone, I guess. Right? Uh, Ryan Craig, I feel like if and when the Joker's killed, the rest of the Rose Gallery could fight for his place, like Battle for the Cow, but for villainous street cred. Mm. I, I had a similar, I had an idea like that, where it was like a reverse Nightfall right right so you get an opportunity to see every villain kind of like occupy that role so it's like right. nightfall meets battle for the cowl it's I a great it. idea um now and again you kill the joker you can get all these ideas. every idea we pitched could be like two or three years of batman it's true yeah come on batman editorial office we're giving this away for free <laughs> Uh, John M, first time catching the show live. Well, welcome to the show, John. Been listening for years on long drives. Love you guys and what you do. We love you, John. Thank you so much for your support, man. Uh, CK says, I think Gotham status quo change after a Joker death would be fun. I'm still bummed by the lack of impact post endgame by Snyder. Love, guys. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And I think it's because, you know, when he when Snyder jumped on the Batman title, the first thing he did was new Gotham. I'm coming yeah. up with these ideas. So, like, yeah. 
by the time Endgame came around, it's like, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I just did that. Uh, Joshua Mayhead, thank you so much for your support. Uh, really, really generous of you. Uh, I love this uh, GIF. It's just another, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a Google GIF. <laughs> so it looks great. Uh, Taylor Petcher, in my opinion, Two-Face should be on the same level as Joker when it comes to stories. He's my mm. favorite, my personal favorite Batman villain, mainly because it's Gotham Central. And yet he's been so forgotten the last yeah. couple of years. And so like, no one, like really no one has a pitch for him. No one's got nothing for old two. No, I, it's just, you know what it is. It's just, it's not sexy enough. It's not big or cool that's or true. epic enough. And it's like, that's too bad. And, and the gimmick of the coin. I'm like, does this feel like too Dick Tracy for people? Does this feel like too old timey? I don't know. I like the coin, but it could Same. just be because I'm old. Uh, Ethan Ainsworth. He's, He's his greatest foe is a dwindling comic industry. I'd argue <laughs> Zack Snyder's Batman's foe. Ooh. Love you guys. Hundred thousand uh, K stream. I miss milestone streams. Me too, man. Um, I mean, no, Batman's Batman's greatest foe has always been uh, the stigma attached to Batman and how silly out. he is. Like his greatest foe was the show <laughs> was the sixties show. Um, yeah, we're doing a one hundred K stream. It will be very yes. different. It will not be like eight hours. It's going to be a lot more like trimmed down. Uh, and it's going to be, but it will be equally epic. I hope you come by. I'll be sure to check it out. Thank you. Uh, Elizabeth Russell says, hey, guys, really enjoy the show. I think my personal favorite is the Scarecrow. Could be a big threat. I agree. DC Editorial seems to agree right now, too, because he's getting a massive overnight push, it seems, complete with redesign. Yeah. Uh, Dukin, uh, offering my suggestion, what if Raish decided to finally match his coveted detective and make himself into more a more costumed analog to the dark mm. Knight. i like the idea of rage kind of like decide like tricking batman into thinking you know like oh like a baphomet type of reveal right. <laughs> yeah yeah again i don't think rage would put on a costume but i think he would like hire people to do that he'd put money into that project like a j jonah jameson with the scorpion totally totally um I can't believe I referenced Baphomet. God damn it. Uh, Somber Shadows 001. I feel Hugo Strange would be great. He has so much potential to be one of the great nemeses, and I feel Arkham City proved that. Also mm. love you guys. Love you too, man. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, again, I, I I prefer whatever we did for Hugo Strange. There's, there's something there. I think the problem is he, he doesn't really have a costume is the thing. He's a guy in a He's lab a coat. It's hard to slap that on merchandise. Right. Except for that one time when he dressed as Batman. But again, also no, that. It's, it's hard to make an action figure out of that. I noticed we didn't say composite Superman Batman. <laughs> no, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amazing Zero. Batman Beyond was the perfect death of the Joker for me, guys. Sorry if that's cheating. No, I, I, I hear you. Pretty hard to top. When I was a kid, I loved it. Nowadays, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I still quite enjoy it. It's cool. Uh, Jace Jensen helping us out. Thank you very much, Jace. Really appreciate it, man. Myers1963. Sal, have you ever danced with the devil in Pale Moonlight? <laughs> also, the next big bad for the Joker is obviously the Jizzler. You know, if you don't know what he's talking about, check out Batman Earth One Volume Two from Back Issues, where we explore where that joke comes from. Um, yeah, man, he's he, he'd, he's certainly very scary. <laughs> the Jizzler, I only commit semen-based crimes. That's right. Which well, that's are his, more than you think. <laughs> that's his question mark. <clears throat> Sam Anderson, Two-Face is obvious, personal connection, dark reflection, insane but capable of running mobs, all the stuff they try with the Joker, but more, more natural. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Because Joker does not strike me as like a mobster. 
No, they always try and make him that. And I'm like, he's not doing clerical. He doesn't give a shit. You know what I always think? I think the Joker like franchises his image to the Joker's gang like you would with McDonald's, where it's like, look, you you dress up like me, you do traditional crime stuff, and I'll come in like every month and give me money so I can buy laughing gas and shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Will Golden says, we all know that condiment king is Batman's deadliest nemesis. <laughs> well, only if Batman's allergic to any one component in one of those condiments. That's true. He can't cut the mustard. Ha! <laughs> Rescue 9110, I think it needs to be someone who can challenge Bruce Wayne as well as Batman, like a Lex Luthor type. Love that mm. idea. I think it'd be great to take Lex Luthor off of Superman's table. Maybe swap him up. Just for a minute. Well, uh, Tamaki is threatening to, what is it, create a new villain in her store who basically is like an anti-Bruce Wayne, mm. evil, rich guy, like man of the world and everything. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's interesting. Because again, because you're doing the detective book, you're showing more of Bruce's life. Give him a villain who challenges him out of the costume. Agreed. Uh, the Captain Coon, uh, Batman's greatest villains after Joker are Rachel Ghoul, Bane, and Two Face because of Bat because of the animated series. Also, I believe the Red Hood could have been a great Batman villain if they yeah. had him as a villain and not an anti-hero. They could always create a new Red Hood, which would be kind of interesting to just out of the blue be like, yeah, here's a new guy who's taking it because it's a mantle anyone can take. It's true. I always, uh, yeah, I, I definitely when the, when under the when under the hood launched, I remember thinking like, oh, he'll kill the Joker and then ascend right that's that makes the most sense uh, they didn't do it but uh yeah uh tick noros uh when they eventually bring back the joker should they do something like have him kill damien for good like they're done with him but i don't see batman the father so have batman lose damien now you can't go back to the killing robin pit every time you did it once and that was arguably you know the only time you can do it it's true and You're i think only the only gonna person, get diminishing returns the only person who can kill damien is talia yeah or Damien himself when the heretic killed him, arguably. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jace Jensen, if I if D, if say DC killed the oh he said that already. Uh, L Sky six seventy. I've said this before, but Two Face deserves his chance to take over the Gotham underworld, and he can be a great dark mirror to Bruce. Mm. Yeah, he has he has done that? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's room. It's just that, like, once you do that. How many issues is that, and how long can you keep that going? It always feels like a status quo that never sticks. I mean, hell, Black Mask has been head oh of the Gotham God. underworld for a while. I love none of us said that. It should be Black Mask now. Yeah, because that's because we don't work for DC. Because apparently for someone, we also didn't say Grifter. No, yeah. Every, every couple of years, Black Mask and Grifter get the old push ski. It's, it's just so artificial. Uh Cameron Robertson, uh, I feel like Scarecrow could work because both he and Batman are pretty much defined by fear and could mm. work as parallels to each other. Also, Crane's in need of a good story. Well, hopefully he's in one now. We don't yeah. know. Time will tell. Uh, again, to the fact that he's acting as an intermediary for what seems to be another evil integrated villain yeah. in Simon Saint, which is interesting because like say what you want about Future State, but the idea of the magistrate, Batman fighting an amorphous, faceless uh, military corporation yeah. was kind of interesting because it's like, yeah, you can punch the peacemakers all you want, but they're just <laughs> going to hire new peacemakers is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Hell, he, he never dealt with it the way that, uh, what is it, Jace Fox dealt with it in his book where it's like, yeah, how do you deal with, you know, dispensing justice in a city when it's so corrupt and so like twisted now where it's like, look, I could bring these guys in, but I'm also basically signing their death warrant because these crazy Merc cops shoot on sight now. So what is what is even right and wrong in this world? Anymore? Exactly. Uh, Jordan Hughes, uh, Spider-Man's greatest foe is clones. <laughs> Agreed. If you read uh, Avengers Assembled, 
what's it called? In Disassembled, Wanda makes everyone's greatest fear attack them. And Spider-Man's is clones. <laughs> uh, Ethan Ainsworth, for my money, best Riddler story is the novel The Riddler's Gambit. You get three perspectives, uh, Tim, Bruce, and Riddler, and it's a great dynamic. Three great minds. Agreed. Yeah. Haven't checked that out. I might have to. All right. Uh, Dan Wesley with an adorable Shiba Inu uh, <laughs> saying, Hiya. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh, Elizabeth Russell, I enjoyed Riddler as a private investigator. It was I good. did not read that. There was I remember it happening. Batman. I was like, nah. He also had like a sidekick too at that point as well. And again, they turned him basically into Sherlock before Sherlock. Right. <laughs> uh, Kevin Kruger, how about Owlman? I like the idea of that. But I don't know what, I, I don't have anything for it. I'm I'm tapped out on evil Batman. We've had so many evil Batman Again, this idea that, like, the only one who can challenge Batman is another Batman. Right. Or, or maybe another villain, maybe. You yeah, know? or maybe one of his 10,000 villains. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the Star 361. Have to catch you guys in the replay, but have some money. Thank you very much, The Star. Uh, Kevbot1995. Are we going to completely ignore Condiment King? No, we already got him. Don't <laughs> yeah. do my boy dirty. Just kidding, lol. Very intriguing conversation. Thank you for always uh, with the great content. Thank you, Kevbot. <laughs> uh, Mr. Roboto, is Detective Riddler dead? Dr. Hugo Strange podcaster. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I like uh, it. Detective Riddler. Yeah, that's over. They uh, threatened to bring it back and then they were done with it again. UE8472. Might we consider the Mad Hatter? We will and have. Hopefully you enjoyed our pitches. Uh, 343 Burning Legion. If you want to go big and silly, I always thought Toy Man made more sense as a Batman villain. They both seem yeah. to have unlimited resources and obsession with branding. Yeah, his weird obsession there for him to be like, you know, Bruce, you know, what are you if not a little boy obsessed with your <laughs> own Bat-themed toys? Yeah, I think the idea there is like, give Superman a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DIYer uh, says, my old boss texted me just, just now and told me that her prices went up, so here's five bucks. Hey. Maybe it helps you do the same. 100K, let's effing go. Agreed, man. Thank you. Uh, spread the word. But uh, yeah, congratulations and thank you very much. Mr. Roboto, how about President Grayson instead? Love mm, it. I love the I idea that Batman's it. like, nope. You see, there is too there are too many gaps in my history. Yeah, really. But with you and your gaps, it's like, yeah. You no, got I was the in the circus. Story. <laughs> yeah, you got the you know, you, you're the American dream, Dick, circus performer, orphaned at a young age, adopted by a reclusive millionaire yep, to make the world a better place for everyone. Exactly. I love that idea. Uh Cubanix, I'm gonna show my age here, but I thought Grant Morrison's Prometheus character from mm. his JLA run was gonna be a bigger Batman villain. We all did. <laughs> Yeah. And again, they tried. They've tried different Prometheuses. They tried so many times to make him work. Hell, I thought Prometheus made a better Midnighter villain for that one arc there where, uh, what is it, Midnighter was dating a guy on the rebound only to find out, hey, it was me, Prometheus. Oh, my God. Honestly, I mean, like, if you are, like, hesitant to use any Batman villains, throw Midnighter's way. I'd like to see him fight them. That'd be kind of cool. Again, hey, we're, Midnighter's getting backups now, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, Mike Manhattan agrees, wants Prometheus or Professor Pig. I don't know enough slash care enough about Professor Pig. He always struck me as kind of a try-hard character. He was he was very interesting when he first appeared in the Morrison run, and they just sanded off more and more of his edges. 
and like people clearly didn't see him as a big idea character the way morrison did Mm. where it's like no he's this creepy weirdo who's in charge of like this mind-rotting drug cartel and everything he turns people into these sick twisted dolls and like maybe he was a spy once upon a time and they like experimented on him with mk ultra and that's Mm. why he's weird and everything but no one remembers that anymore now he's just the weird guy with the pig fetish right which is not enough to make a no, villain. It is not. Mr. Roboto, Catman and Women, title Two Cats and a Bat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's actually not bad at all. Critic clips. How about Scarecrow being a senator who uses his fear toxin to push public policies? And eh. what about Rachel Ghoul? <laughs> Talk about Rache. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like he has too much of a sketchy past. A little bit. It's like, uh, it says here that you're a evil college professor who experimented on your students and uh, lost your tenure. Huh. Right. Like if you had slept with any of your students, your life would be over. But you experimented on them. So <laughs> you're under arrest. Yeah. Believe it or not, we actually have standards here in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. But like they do have uh, gas covering. That they need to <laughs> it's just it would cost too much to cover you. Sorry. Uh, Ninja Boy at work, so I can't stay. Love you guys and the work you do. As for Batman's greatest nemesis after Joker, I always thought Rache deserved that title. Um, I hear you, man. You're not alone. Thank you very much for your support. Is Rache alive or dead right now? It's hard to keep track. Assume yes. Assume he's always alive. True enough. Like when they did that book, when I think it was Morrison was like, the death of Grace Agul. I'm like, what? To raise an eyebrow. Uh, Ninja Boy, oh, said that. Uh, NB Yellow Paladin, uh, I always like the idea that Raish is Batman's dark side, someone outside the wheelhouse he, that he can't just throw into Arkham. Raish mm. feels bigger. Yeah, he, is, he does feel bigger. I like that idea. Um, and I'm waiting for the comics to actually reflect the Superman animated series relationship with dark side and Superman because yeah. I still don't feel it. No, neither do I. Uh, Girk Pectus, I think Lex Luthor could be a great Batman nemesis. If Kingpin has three heroes, why can't Lex, especially if he knows Batman's identity and can't buy his company? Yeah, sure, or why can, not? can buy his company. Yeah, right? I mean, we've seen that in the Superman-Batman uh, book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they played with that idea. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Will I am Golden, I'm, uh, I'm who'd love to see a Killer Croc-centric story like what they did with Clayface. Uh, Croc is one of those complicated characters in terms of it's complicated to make him exciting or to do something new there there is tragedy there but like not as much as like a mr freeze or someone and you know there's pathos there but not as much as the other villains like a lot of the times it seems like he's genuinely okay with being a big lizard monster who lives in the sewers right i think also that he's gonna be in the garth ennis comic we'll see yes well well it's called uh what is it reptile they don't say it's about killer croc but right eh, it might not be who knows it might he might just make his own character because yeah. of that. i i always liked that one episode they did with killer croc in the animated series with the circus folk who they take <laughs> him in and they care about him and you think like oh is he actually gonna reform only for him to be like no i'm actually i've always been i'm ugly on the outside and the inside right and they're hey. like oh <laughs> I thought that was the deepest and most interesting they ever did to him. And when they take him away, it's like, why, you know, Waylon, why did you do this? Like, cause it's in my nature. Yeah. Cause I'm a dick. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but again, uh, you can only tell that story once. And even, true. Then, and even then that had nothing to do with Batman. That was a whole side story with these people that he hurt and had an adventure with. And that's why Batman, the animated series is great. Cause some of the best stories don't even involve Batman. Batman shows up at the end of that. Like, Hey, what I miss. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Nick Smith or Smythe, uh, despite what you think of Gotham, their Joker actor was perfect. Also, I feel like DC can pick up from Europa's idea where Joker had followers. Mm. 
Yeah, they'd kind of already. They, yeah. Uh, Power Packers 90. I feel like have I like having Jack Napier as a mobster that you and the people in the book think is the Joker or related to him, mm. but reveal he isn't when the Joker comes back. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's not a terrible idea, because, again, you're always going to be watching him and always going to be wondering. Right. Um, let's see here. Just catch him back up and then we'll move on. Uh, here we go. Uh, Keenan Meyer says, bring the mob back after mm. years of supercilious uh, of superciliums running around. What has the mob or gang been doing under the surface? Much love. Thanks. I agree. Me. Same. We uh, we agree so much. We suggested that idea. Yeah. Let's let us actually have a more crime centric uh, version. Again, it would be perfect for Detective Comics. Let's yeah. do that. Let us see what the mob has been up to in these last couple of years. Seriously. Uh, Jimmy Jonathan Lee. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much. I think so. Uh, anyway, how about uh, this? What if what would happen if Gordon snapped, killed the Joker and became a new villain? I don't know if I want to see Gordon become a villain. That feels like that. That feels like if Alfred became a villain, which I know that technically did happen. He became the outsider and everything, but right. still, it just feels icky. Yeah, I, I'm going to pass on that. I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, reject that from editorial. I'm sorry. Uh, we also got the Gordon Duke of Fawz during the oh, uh, Batman yeah. Superman book where it's he gets he gets a uh, evil Batman did and it's stupid. Which, wow, what a waste of potential because you had the perfect layup where it's like, yeah, the Batman who laughs did it to me, like, you know, chemically changed his alignment. Imagine what a Gordon could do coming after Batman because he knows him better than just about anyone else. And, you know, Batman would have to work without one of his staunchest allies. You know, he could really hit him where it hurts, but they never did any of that. That that whole new secret six Gordon who guffaws, what a, what a wet fart of a storyline that was. Yes. <laughs> so much wasted potential. Right? I, I completely agree although i would have been like just don't even do that yeah uh sprinter 1988 says uh on the comment that matt hatter should work with an alice has he ever worked with batwoman's sister mm, i don't think he has and that would be an interesting layup where it's like oh you have an alice in wonderland gimmick i have an alice in wonderland <laughs> gimmick that's weird they didn't do that yeah and that like completely independent of each other with their gimmick yeah huh you think you're onto something there? Uh, just another monster. What if Condiment King became a business mogul? Oh, that's funny. If he like opens his own chain of restaurants, which affords him a whole condiment legion of foot soldiers. I mean, why not? Like, just go for it. Crazier things have happened. It's true. Uh, so listen, if you want to help us out, of course, go to patreon.com slash comic pop and check out Joel and I talking in about two or three minutes. We're going to start doing that. Uh, mm -hmm. if, if you want more, of course, make sure to subscribe to our channels and help us out. Uh, if you want more, there is plenty of it. Uh, of course, we're also over on other channels. But uh, if you want more of this, make sure to subscribe, like the video and listen to us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google. There's tons of ways to get comic pop. Uh, but honestly, we rebranded the visual look of Elseworlds Exchange great. on the podcast. Thank you very much. Love Tiffany did that. Yeah, me too. Uh, you so look like check, Deathstroke. Right, <laughs> check it out over on Spotify, Apple, and Google. And of course, if you're uh, of a mind and you're following podcasts, Off the Rack has been separated from Elseworlds Exchange. So you can check out Off the Rack, the comic review show we do every week with my wife and host, Tiffany, uh, over there on Off the Rack, wherever podcasts are found. So uh, thanks a lot for hanging out. Thank you, Joel, for joining me. Always and, a uh, Sure. Stay tuned on Patreon. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. So long, everybody. Bye-bye.